ஆஞ்சநேயாய வித்மே வாயுபுத்திராய தீமே தியோயோ ந Chapter 8 Sugriva Mitram Friend of Sugriva Hanuman now accompanied Sugriva to Kishkinda and was introduced to Vali Sugriva described how Hanuman was solely responsible for having saved him from the wild beasts He also told him about his greatness Vali was at first rather suspicious of Hanuman whom he had tried to kill as a baby since he feared that he might possibly be a new usurper to his throne but when he heard that Hanuman was a good singer he insisted on hearing him sing hanuman took up the lute and started strumming it when he began to sing the whole court went into a state of ecstasy as the music wafted out all the monkeys left their respective work and crept in mesmerized by his voice wali was charmed and told him that he could remain in his land forever sugriva took hanuman on a tour of their land when they reached a mountain called rishabuka Hanuman was struck by the serenity of the place and told Sugriva that this mount was indeed very holy. Sugriva agreed but sadly said that it is out of bounds for his brother Vali. Hanuman inquired about the reason for this. So Sugriva told him the whole story. Once there was a demon called Dundubi who managed to get many boons from the creator Brahma. One of these boons was that he could never be killed by any weapon. Having got these boons He proceeded to vanquish the gods and disturb the sages and kings of the land. His hands were always itching for a fight, and he could never find a worthy opponent. Unable to bear his urgent desire to try out his strength, he rose from the netherworld, thrashed through the ocean, and swam ashore. He thrust his horns into the sand and bellowed to the waves, "Fight with me!" But the waves just kept coming on and on. They didn't care whether he was there or not. The long watery arms of the sea hissed and swelled round the beast's feet. They appeared to be warning him to go back or else drown. A huge wave now rose up foaming and frothing, steadily coming closer and closer. Dundubi thought it better to retreat. Then he went to the snowy Himalayas, white as shiver. He rushed up the snow-clad slopes and battered the signs with his horns. The mountain king Himavan turned his rocky face and looked glassy-eyed at the irate buffalo he was clothed in a white robe of snow and falling water with a belt of ice in a booming voice he said don't bring war to this untouched country why harm men of peace the strong will never get angry because we know that our serenity is our armor now go and leave me in peace hardly had said this and a huge cloud of mist and snow covered him and he disappeared from view The mountain seemed to disappear along with Himavan. The ice and sleet cut into Dundubi, biting and crushing him so that he ran screaming and never stopped until he reached the cave fortress of Kishkinda. He desecrated all the fruit trees in the forest surrounding the fortress. He then stuck his enormous head into the cave city and roared. Vali came out on his balcony and told him to go while he still had life to do so. Dundubi challenged him to fight. Vali put on his golden garland and came charging out of the gates and both of them had a duel in which neither was able to vanquish the other 
At last, Valley used his superhuman strength and caught hold of the buffalo's horns as he came charging at him with lowered horns. He whirled him above his head and flung him as far as he could. Dundabi could hardly stand up, but Valley followed him. He kept picking him up and whirling him round and round. At last, he dashed him on the ground. The demon started vomiting blood and finally died in agony. Vali's rage was still unabated. He lifted up the carcass and threw it many leagues away, where it fell with a tremendous thud on the mount on which stood the ashrama of the sage, Matanga. As the carcass passed over the head of the sage, it splattered blood all over him. Rudely disturbed in his meditation, the irate sage rushed out and was met by the gory sight of the huge carcass of the buffalo demon. He made a dire pronouncement. If the one who has done this despicable deed ever comes within four miles of this haloed place, his head will burst into a thousand pieces. Let all the monkeys who are camping in this place, who belong to his tribe, also depart instantly, or they will all be stirred into rocks. That is why my brother never dares to come to this beautiful place, said Sugriva. Hanuman thought a while and told Sugriva that one day this very mount would be a sanctuary for him. Beyond that, he refused to leave anything else, even though Sugriva pressed him. Dundabi had a friend called Mayavi, who was the son of the Arctic tect of the demons called Mayan. He was furious at the fate of his friend and swore to avenge his death. He had come to the Kishkinda and challenged Vali for a fight. At that time, Vali had chased him off. Sugriva had also accompanied him, but Vali had told him to go off, and that is how Sugriva came to meet Hanuman. Vali was sure that he had gotten rid of the nuisance once and for all, but the demon was not to be deterred so easily. Once again he came to the gates of the cave fortress of Kishkinda and woke everyone with his blood-curling roars at midnight. The monkeys tried to drive him off, but he shooed them off like flies. At last they appealed to their king. Vali took up his arms and went out of the gates, but the demon was nowhere to be seen. Well versed in the magic arts of his father, he had simply disappeared from the scene. Vali shouted to him to reveal himself. Coward that you are, why don't you come and fight with me like a hero? What is the use of hiding yourself? Hearing this, Maya V came out of his hiding place. He saw that Vali was flanked by Sugriva and Hanuman and laughed in scorn. Are you such a hero that you can't fight by yourself and have to ask for help from two others? Turning to his brother and Hanuman, Vali asked them to return to the palace since this duel was to be between him and Mayavi alone. Hanuman complied, but Sugriva refused to leave. Turning to Mayavi, Vali said, This will be a fight to the finish between us. I will not let you return alive from this place. Mayavi laughed in derision when he heard this and said scornfully, I will finish you off first and then kill your brother and son and become the king of Kishkinda. Without wasting time in useless verbal combat, Vali lunged at Mayavi with his bare fists. Then ensued a mighty battle between the two. At last, Mayavi realized that once again he had misjudged the powers of his opponent. He ran off into the forest with Vali in hot pursuit. Sugriva also followed, since he feared for his brother. Vali caught up with Mayavi, and they had another fierce battle in the middle of the forest. To Sugriva's amazement, the two heroes fought on without showing any signs of fatigue for one whole day and night. As dawn appeared, Vali saw that Mayavi showed signs of fatigue, so he pressed on, determined to kill him at all costs. The demon knew he was beaten and fled beyond the edge of the world into a subterranean passage. Vali followed, 
but before entering, he turned to Sugriva and said, Please wait with me here. I will surely kill him in return. But if for some reason he kills me, then don't wait. Seal the mouth of the cave with a stone and return to the kingdom, or else he will come out and kill you. Remember, if he is killed, milk will fall, flow out of the cave. And if I am killed, it will be blood. So if you see blood, close the cave with a stone and save yourself. You are certainly no match for him. So Griva stayed at the mouth of the cave, waiting anxiously for his brother for one whole year. At last, one day, he heard a thunderous sound coming from the cave, and soon after, a stream of blood started to flow. Sugriva was sure that the sound was his brother's death cry and that the demon had killed him. The stream of blood confirmed his suspicions. Crying bitterly for the fate of his brother, he sealed the mouth of the cave with a huge boulder and made his way to the kingdom, where everyone was awaiting their victorious return. The monkeys wept when they heard the whole story. Sugriva sunk in gloom, and the Vardanas feared that the kingdom was going to ruin. The ministers urged him to take over the kingdom, and at last he was forced to agree. However, the truth of the matter was that, while he had actually killed Mayavi, but a traitor to the last, the demon had wrought his magic and changed the milk that was oozing from him into blood, so that he could create dissension between the brothers. When Vali came to the mouth of the cave, he found to his consternation that it had been firmly sealed. He couldn't believe that his brother had betrayed him in this cruel fashion. He concluded that his greed for the throne must have prompted him to act in this pitiless manner. Using his mighty strength, he kicked the boulder aside and came out like a tornado. He was filled with an uncontrollable rage against his brother. He went outside the gate and roared with anger. The citizens shuddered when they heard this roar. They ran to Sugriva and informed him that Vali had arrived at the gate. Sugriva couldn't believe his ears. Surely he had seen blood flowing out of the cave. Could this have been a trick of the malicious demon? Before he could go to the gate, Vali rushed into the court, foaming at the mouth. Without much ado, he picked up Sugriva like a bit of straw from the throne on which he was sitting and threw him a hundred yards away. Ungrateful wretch, he shouted. You thought you could kill me and steal the throne for yourself. You are a hundred times worse than Maya be. If you fear for your life, then make yourself scarce. If I ever find you hanging around here again, that will be the end of you. So saying, he ran after Sugriva, and before he could raise himself up, he pounced on him. He boxed and pounded him in the presence of all the courtiers and officials. Sugriva tried to explain that he was innocent, but Vali gave him no chance to say anything. No one dared to stop Vali in his terrible rage. He seized Sugriva by the scruff of his neck and tried to smash his head against a rock. Sugriva somehow managed to slip out of his hands and flee, but was hotly pursued by his brother. At last he was inspired to go to the mountain of Rishabukha, which he had shown to Hanuman a long time ago. Vali was filled with rage at the fact that he couldn't follow him. He pulled out a few trees in his fury and threw them at his brother. Sugriva was prostrate with grief and anger and hid inside a cave to lick his wounds and try to figure out what he should do next. Vali returned to Kishkinda and took up the reins of the kingdom once again. Frustrated in his attempts to punish Sugriva, he killed his brother's children and forcibly acquired Sugriva's wife, Rumi. So Sugriva lost both his kingdom and his wife. When Sugriva followed his brother to the cave, Hanuman decided to leave Kishkinda and went to the forest to meditate. Very soon he found that his mind was peaceful and under control. He started to look like a veritable sage. This was the time when Vali was chasing Sugriva, 
who ran and took shelter in Rishyamukha, which was forbidden to Retri for his brother. One of these trees that Vali uprooted and hurled at Sugriva fell in front of Hanuman when he was meditating and made him open his eyes. He thought for a while and realized that everything had come to pass as he had foreseen. His friend had been thrown out of Kishkinda and had taken refuge in Rishyamuga. Without wasting another moment, he went and met Sugriva and comforted him. Don't worry, Sugriva. Truth shall prevail. Even though you are down now, good times are ahead of you. Meditate on God and don't harbor ill will towards your brother and all will go well. Sugriva followed his advice and the two of them spent their time on the mountain. Soon some of his other friends joined them. However, Vali could never forgive his brother and every day he would climb the hill opposite Rishyabuga and terrorize his brother with abuses, threats and displays of his strength. He would scream and shout, beat his chest, gnash his teeth and hurl abuses at his brother. As mentioned before, Vali had the habit of bathing in all the oceans of the world. Effortlessly, he would jump from ocean to ocean and take his bath every morning. Every time he flew over Rishyamukha, he would give a mighty kick on the head of the hapless Sugriva if he happened to be standing below him. One day, Hanuman decided to stop this vile practice once and for all. As Vali passed overhead, he jumped and caught hold of his long tail and tried to drag him down. His idea was to make him fall on the mountain and thus destroy himself as per the curse of the sage. However, Vali was noted for his amazing strength and it was a good match for Hanuman, who had infinite powers but had to be prompted by someone before he could use them fully. Vali realized that the person who had caught him must be Hanuman, since Sugriva would not dare to do this. So he thought that the best thing would be carry Hanuman back to Kishkinda and kill him there. However, they were equally matched, and neither could make their plot work. At last, they decided to make a pact with each other. Hanuman told Vali that he would release him if he promised not to keep harassing Sugriva. Vali agreed, provided Sugriva promised to never return to Kishkinda or make claims on the throne. It was only then that Hanuman let him go. Vali was pleased with this pledge, since he had feared that Hanuman would be another contender to his throne. In Valmiki's Ramayana, Hanuman makes his debut in the Kishkinda Kanda. He played a very subdued role in the beginning of the Kanda, in which his momentous meeting with Rama took place. Sugriva never knew that Hanuman's strength was superior to his brother's. Had he known of it, he would have asked Hanuman to fight with Vali instead of approaching Rama. But both of them were ignorant of Hanuman's exceptional powers and thus Sugriva appealed to Rama. In fact, without the curse of the rishis, the entire cause of the Ramayana war might have been different, for Madhati would have fought the war single-handed. Om Shri Hanumantaye Namaha